1: Uh, make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. Hey, and we're back with another podcast. Uh, today, I've got Ryan Norwood back from vacation.
2: Hey there, doll fans.
1: And uh, Daniel Reinhardt. What up, Finn fans? No vacation for me. <laughs> football is back, guys. Let's go. Yeah! It's fun reading football stories again that actually have some depth to them.
2: <laughs> it's Man, fun it's seeing exciting. video of these guys.
1: Yeah, a couple of days in camp and uh, we're hearing good things out of Hunter uh, Long. We're hearing good things out of Igbenogany. I mean, life yeah. is good right now.
0: It is. Yeah, yeah. Noah showing up big in camp in the first couple of days. Yeah, yep. making
2: some breakups Some you know, I don't think he's come up with an interception yet, but I've seen a lot of stuff about him making past breakups.
1: Uh, Igbenogany had an interception yesterday.
2: Oh, awesome. Even better. Very nice. So,
1: yeah, no, they're, they're you know, uh, Joe Williams also had one, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, the stories you're hearing out of camp are really positive, you know, which you'd expect, and that's normally the case, you know, they don't, they don't rag on anybody, but, you know, for every great play, there's somebody who made a mistake, you know, that's how it goes. But uh this is what you want. You want them in camp getting better, and that's where they are. So hopefully they are getting better. Melvin Ingram uh came out and uh you know, he's uh taken Jalen Phillips under his wing. And you, you love to see that, you that's know. Awesome. Because you know, you the younger players need, need assistance, need guidance, you know. Uh otherwise you have situations where they're not prepared as well as they should be. And uh You know, you don't want that. So it's good to see, you know, a guy like Ingram come in and, and, and be that veteran presence, you know, that, that you're looking for. Uh, yesterday they brought in Sanu, uh, for the same reason, you know, he can, he can help the youngsters and, uh, I think that's great.
2: He's also a great pass blocking wide receiver or sorry, run blocking wide receiver, so especially in an offense that wants to dictate the game and run the ball, he's going to be a great addition.
0: Yeah, and he's another guy that played with McDaniel last year in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. albeit briefly and not quite as much as he's used to playing in in the history of Sanu. But, yeah, he's a a veteran guy who can come in and show these guys the ropes, help them learn the system, a great camp body to keep guys like Tyreek healthy. I, I think that's a really good signing, and it's really good to see these veterans taking these guys under their
1: wings. Did you guys happen to uh, get an opportunity to listen to the podcast I did the other day with Kevin? I did. I have not. Things
0: have been crazy busy for me. Now it's coming. It's, uh, I'm going to listen to it shortly.
1: All right. Well, Kevin Bryant wrote a book and uh, it's about um, espionage in the NFL. And uh, if, you, if you'd like to know more about that, just listen to our past episode and uh, you can. So that aside. What do you guys think of our offensive line? I mean, are you worried about it? I'm not as worried about it as I used to be, right? Um, but
0: there's still a lot of proving to be done there.
2: I mean, you don't need five all-star players on the offensive line. You know, you need three solid pieces, and I think we have that in Armstead, Williams, and Hunt. I would agree. The, I mean, the problem's going to come down to whoever's playing right tackle. That's two is blind blindside. That's a big position, and, you know, I think the lineup we've seen so far has been Eichenberg at left guard and then yep. uh, Jackson at right tackle. And I yep. don't know if I'm comfortable with that.
1: Well, that's, that's, that was the reason for the question. You know, yeah. we got these two young guys playing who struggled a lot last year. And they, are you comfortable, you know, with, with the line with them included?
0: Well, similar to what we we're talking about with Ingram and Sanu, hopefully right. there's, a, there's a sliver of Armstead showing Austin Jackson how to be a pro. Right, taking him under yeah, his yeah, wing, yeah. And doing so if,
1: if you saw some of the earlier clips from uh, camp and pre-camp, you know uh, he has, and uh, you know you can see they they had a clip of him instructing, uh, you know, how, to, how to foot placement and stuff. So you
2: yeah, know he was he was doing a lot of work with the younger guys, which yeah. is really nice to see. Yeah,
1: these guys that they brought in, they brought in for a reason. You know, they they know them, and uh, they they want their experience. Uh, McDaniel referenced the, you know, a point, uh, that he, when he looked at the roster, uh, in the off season early, um, they looked it over and I think 60% of it was players that have three years or less experience. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's why they went after a lot of these veterans and, uh, they just felt they needed to be a more experienced team.
2: Which I, I agree with. I mean, you, you know, rookies are good guys to build a team with, but if they don't have experience, especially if you want a team that's going to compete in the playoffs, I mean, Mm -hmm. we've seen talented guys go to the playoffs and look like they have no idea what's going on. You need that experience to kind of drive you through.
1: And the little tricks of the trade, you know, what to look for on film and you know, just, you know, those little things that you're just not going to pick up unless somebody shows them to you.
0: Right. And you can extrapolate that up to our coaching staff as well. You know, I've mentioned it multiple times on the podcast, but these offensive coaches that we've brought in that have offensive line experience, it makes me feel a little better about Austin Jackson being the weakest link because there is a higher percentage of a chance that he's going to improve and play well enough to to give two a time back there to improve our running game and, and to just improve overall.
2: Well, you got to figure, you know, the, the guy who was our offensive line coach last year is now an assistant coach to a new offensive line coach that actually has experience. So you have, you know, young guys, like you said, Austin Jackson, Lee, Mickenberg, who maybe didn't have very good coaching last year, and this will be their first offseason with quality coaching. So I think that you're going to see a nice step forward, definitely from Eichenberg, and I'm hoping for the same from Jackson.
1: You know, they also have a, a, a undrafted free agent, Kellen Deitch, I think his name is. And, um, they, and they gave him a pretty big signing bonus to come here and play. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a tackle, so we'll we'll have to see where he ends up on the depth chart once things, you know, all well, settle down. We'll see. I mean, there, there's other guys that can use that experience, and hopefully he is making use of uh, Armstead, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. All right. So what about running back? I mean, to me, I think Edmonds is, is probably your starter. Do you guys agree, or do you think it's going to be Mozart?
2: I think Edmonds will be the quote-unquote starter, but I don't think it's going to be one of those bell cow type situations right. where he's the big guy. I think you're going to have, he's going to be the key player on some place, Mozart will play, and I think we're going to keep three running backs, so I think Sony Michelle is going to be kind of that in-between-the-tackles runner. So I think all three of them are going to have an impact on this team.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I think all three are going to play very very valuable snaps for us, not only in, you know, where we're at in the game and on the field, but also in a number of quantity. I think they're all going to play a, a relatively high amount. Now, I do I still kind of think that if Mostert is cleared and it sounded like he's going to be cleared for week 1, I do still kind of think that he's the guy who's going to get the first crack at being starter because of the history and the scheme that McDaniel is bringing over. Now, I think that Chase Edmond is probably the better all-around back, and I think that he ends up leading the backfield for the season. But I think that the first crack is going to go to the vet, and, and Mostert is going to get that opportunity.
2: It might. Yeah.
0: I think we're going to be effective though. So here's the thing we've, and we all know this as Dolphins fans, we've struggled for years to have a running game of any semblance of success, right? Mm -hmm. We just cannot keep a running game, having any sort of good averages, uh, keeping us in football games, keeping the ball out of our quarterback's hands, none of it. Right, keeping the defense off the field—none of it. I think we're going to see a drastic change in that this year, regardless of which of the three is, you know, behind the quarterback. Because I think all three of them are talented enough that we're going to be so much better uh, in that part of the game.
2: Absolutely.
1: One of the things that I always say is, we've been building the line since two thousand
0: nine. It's the truth, and it is
1: the truth, and that's why we haven't had a running game. (laughs) You know. (laughs) You gotta have guys up front that can move people, or you're not going anywhere.
0: Yep, very true. So that just goes back to the new offensive coaches. I, I'm I'm really banking on these guys uh, coming in here and changing uh, how that offensive line has been played.
1: I would like to think optimistically too um, that that they will improve because the the staff we had last year was not the best staff in the
2: NFL. And you got to figure what offensive scheme did we run last year? anybody (laughs) i
1: don't even know rpos yeah
2: (laughs) we sometimes we ran an rpo sometimes we didn't i mean who knows and from everything that i've heard everything i've seen read all that stuff you know we have a wide running game this year you know that's going to be what they want to lead with and teron armstead connor williams you know liam eikenberg played that system in college right it's going to be to the point where all these guys are learning one system, and they're learning how to work as a unit in that system.
0: Yeah, we have an identity. Yeah. Now. We have an identity, and we haven't had that for a while, really. I mean, even with Gase, I don't remember us really having an identity. Uh, what, what did we do well, you know, and, and what did we stick to? Last year, the experiment of having those two offensive coordinators was a disaster. So uh, I can't wait to see what this offensive staff does.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: You know, keep in mind too that we have not been great at the quarterback position. Yeah. You know, so all these things play a factor. You know,
0: yeah, a good quarterback elevates everybody else, right? Yep,
2: it does. Outside but so does the scheme, because that quarterback that we had a couple years ago was just in the playoffs last year.
1: I, I thought he lost in the playoffs, didn't he? Did he not?
2: He lost, but at least he made it. That's yeah. Hurtful. Well.
1: That's not, no, that, that means nothing to me. If he's not holding a Super Bowl trophy, I don't want to hear it because, <laughs> you know, ultimately he didn't get the job done. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it.
2: That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out because it
0: matters. No, so, and actually, he, I mean, the team lost because of him a couple yep. of seasons in a row. So yep. it is what it is, but but Ryan has a point. A good scheme can elevate a quarterback, yeah. and, and then you know, that
1: can elevate the play of the team. Because Henry can elevate this. Yeah, <laughs> the for <scheme>. sure. <laughs> yeah, that sure. kind of guy is just a monster. I've said it for
0: multiple seasons in a row. I don't think Tennessee is quite as good as their record every year. They right. just find a way. You yep. know, they they've taken on the personality of their head coach and it's I think if we can take on the personality of our head coach and be solely focused and uh energetic and I think it's it's going to be a Dolphins team that we haven't seen in in a very long time.
2: Yeah.
1: The only other question I have on the offensive line is Ken Connor Williams snap, you know. Can he actually snap? because uh, they've been fumbling some snaps in camp, which is normal. I mean, it's nothing to get worried about, but you know, will he consistently be able to get the quarterback the ball?
0: Yeah, I sure the hell hope so, because it sounds like that's what their plan is, right? And uh, it sounds like they have officially moved on from Dieter at center and uh, that Connor Williams is the guy. And uh, it surprised me. I think we talked about it uh, several episodes ago. Uh, I I was a firm believer that he needed to stay at guard because we – we needed him pulling in this scheme, and maybe he still will. You know, I don't. I don't know the percentages of center pulls in the in the wide zone, but what I do know is he's a hell of a guard. So when they moved him to center, I had my concerns, and they haven't obviously been alleviated yet. And the well, question if you're is not very valid.
1: McDaniel said today that uh, if they have to bring in somebody else, they will.
0: Yeah, I mean it. That's the That's what you want to hear. Yeah, that's exactly what you wanna hear.
2: That's what you wanna hear, but how long until they do that? I mean, we're in training camp and we need this well, offensive I mean, line to, to come you together. You gotta give
1: it more you gotta give it more than two days, right?
2: You do, but I mean, at the same time, me personally, I thought Dieter played relatively well last year and I thought another year for him at center would be good. And especially if you're surrounding him with guys like Williams and Hunt, that's only gonna help him. So I don't know I don't know like, what exactly happened that you know, I guess gave them a bad taste on Dieter, but. Well, I don't think it was a- even
0: Dieter. I don't think it's Dieter that gave him a bad taste. I I think you can blame Austin Jackson mm-hmm. because you're bringing Eichenberg in and he played well enough to show that he deserves a spot, right? Yes. And so if he's playing guard, he's not going to play center. So if he's playing guard and you got Hunt and another guard that, that puts Connor Williams, who is one of your top five offensive linemen at center. You know, so you Austin like Jackson Eikenberg. has the pedigree. He has yeah. the first round pedigree. They're not going to give up on the kid right now because he's so damn young. So right. they're going to move Connor Williams to guard and let Eichenberg and Jackson find their spot. And and so I think that it's not a, a, a knock on Dieter so much as in he's just not one of the top five most talented guys on the offensive line right now.
2: I mean, you potentially- also need some depth. Yeah, but if they're talking about bringing in another guy altogether, that means, in my mind, that's Dieter's out.
1: Well, no, they didn't say they are okay. bringing someone. No, but they, said, they said if said, they needed to. If they need to, yes. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, again, day two of camp. So, it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, bad snaps are to be expected on day two of camp. Uh, you know, if we're still seeing this after the first preseason game, then that's a problem.
0: You know, and and we could contribute those bad snaps, maybe even to Christian Wilkins talking some smack down there, right? Sure. Lining <laughs> up
1: against the big boy Wilkins, so <laughs> uh, he's a comedy. He's just a he's comedy. He's great.
2: He's great. <laughs> I'm not even sure if this affects anything, but you know, two of being left-handed, hands are rotated differently under the yeah. center, so that could be it too.
1: Could be fair. That's uh, a fair but, point. But since he's never been the center, I think it's probably more due to his inexperience than yeah what it is to the quarterback.
2: I thought he played center a little bit in college.
1: Maybe, maybe, but I'm talking about in pros. Okay. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and over-unders and props, your betting options feel endless. If you're a New York baseball fan, yeah, you can bet on the Mets, you can bet on the Yankees, both are doing well, and uh, maybe you will too. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, let's go to the other side of the ball. Um where are you concerned? Uh, You know, we talked last time we talked about the roster. We were, we were concerned at linebacker. Mm -hmm. Are you still?
2: Yeah. I mean, outside of Jerome Baker, you know, what else is there really? You got Sam Aguavon, you got a Landon Roberts, but he's looking like he may get beat out by, you know, a mid round rookie this year in Channing Tindall, which is good for Tindall, but, you know, where does that leave us with, you know, you're an unexperienced guy kind of patrolling that area.
0: Yeah, we, we definitely need Tyndall to, um, to be a great player because we have a bunch of Jags Mm -hmm. You know, the, just a guy is something you don't want filling your entire roster. When you have to have some, some pieces here and there that are just a guys, then it's okay. But our linebacker room, like you said, it's, uh, who do we really have that we know we can count on? And that's Jerome Baker. And then even sometimes uh, Baker falls out of position. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's definitely my uh, biggest concern, uh, you know, for third, fourth, fifth cornerbacks maybe as well. But for me, we've got to see a, a linebacker core that uh, they come in a, when they're playing these valuable snaps, they're not getting themselves out of position because they're going to be rotating like crazy because there's so many bodies there that none of them are elite. None of them stand out against the crowd. So they're going to be rotating. They're going to need to be very effective on on, on their snaps.
1: Well, they've been, they've been talking up Jalen Phillips. So we'll have to see what he is capable of doing once he starts uh, getting play time. I'm a big Jalen Phillips guy.
0: Uh, Now I was concerned coming in when he was drafted, but, uh, I I actually did see a lot that I liked, and he's just an athletic freak, right? He is his athletic profile stands out, and so I'm a big Jalen Phillips guy. I think he takes a big leap for us this year.
2: Yeah, that second half of last season, he really stepped up, and I think he builds off that. But when you're looking at linebackers, you know he's good coming off the edge and rushing. But can he be the guy that drops back? Can he be, you know, the guy that you know gets away from a blocker and tackles a running back that's coming at him? I'm sure he could, but is he going to do it consistently? Right. He's got the
0: athleticism for it, so.
1: And Duke Riley is another guy that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we don't talk much about, but I I do think he had a pretty good season the end of last year, you know, in the last half of the season.
2: Yeah, he's a good special teams player as well.
1: Yeah. I like Duke. I like the
0: signing. Uh, he mm-hmm. was, he was efficient and played well when he was in Philadelphia, but he's, he's never been the guy that is playing 90% of snaps. You know what I mean? Right. He doesn't stand out. Right. He does his job. And, and we have a bunch of those guys that you're, they do their job or they're supposed to. Right. So yeah, uh, it would be nice to see Duke Riley take a leap, but he, uh, he's been in the league long enough now that I don't know if he can take a leap uh, being good is is okay but being great is what we need some of these guys to to pull off we don't
1: have any great in the linebacker corps. i mean we <laughs> we don't i mean maybe ogba if you want to consider him you know a, a linebacker but uh none of these guys are great but there's they're some very solid football players and you know they brought in ingram right mm-hmm. solid player i mean and granted he's aging and and not what he once was but he's still a pretty solid player uh, you've got Andrew Van Ginkel who has shown occasionally that he can make plays uh, so we'll see I
2: Yeah, mean, i kind of overlooked
0: not, i kind of overlooked van Ginkle, didn't i he's a, yeah. he's a he's a
1: playmaker
2: yeah he can be again so, consistency needs to be the key
1: right right and i i think that uh you know we'll we we'll have to see how much playing time he gets you know yeah. between him and ingram they're really playing the same position so, you know, there is there is some uh, concern there. Um, we're not really concerned with the secondary, right? Uh, but I mean, maybe, we, maybe we are with the secondary depth.
0: Yeah, cornerback depth is where I, I'm i concerned. Um, but we've got some veterans there, some Wiley veterans who have played a lot of really good minutes for us. So I think that overall, I, I'm pretty confident that our secondary is going to play well this year.
2: Overall, well, yeah, but I think with Byron Jones, because he's on the pup, isn't he?
0: Yes. So, yeah, but know. I think he's okay, right? Like, he, okay. Yes. he's not expected to miss any time in the
1: beginning Correct. of the
2: season. Correct. Okay. Well, as long as him and X can stay healthy, I mean, behind them, what do you have? Probably
1: not the reality, though. You know, we were lucky last year. They both right. did stay healthy. But.
2: I mean, are you going to push Nick Needham out of the slot to the boundary? Or are you going to play Igbo? Or are you going to play Trill Williams? You know, what's right. going to well, happen there? One of those two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's that's sort of what you got. So, yeah. you know, um, it's safety. The depth to me is weak. Um, I mean, you got Eric Rowe, but besides Rowe, I mean, you've got uh, Fetchum and <laughs> uh, Verone M- M- McKinley, and, you know, we don't know much about him.
2: Yeah, you got Sheldrick Redwine from Miami.
1: Yeah. Are, are you happy with any of those players?
2: Not really, no. I mean, Eric right. Rowe, we know what he is. Yeah. I mean, good, yeah, he, he's a good piece, but other than that, there's some work But he, he
1: was not good last year. The year before, he did pretty well covering tight ends and what have yeah. you. But last year, he fell off a little bit.
2: Oh, well, he got older.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we all. <laughs> so...
0: Yeah, I like Eric Rowe as a third safety. Um my my thing though is I think that our safeties are going to play really well this year. They because they're going to continue to improve, right? Javon Holland is a guy who's going to get 95% of the snaps this year. As yes, he just, should. Yeah. There's just no way around that. Brandon Jones is going to be subbed in for us sometimes, but Brandon Jones is a is a he's a savage, man he's he's just a straight savage so he's going to make some really important plays for us not only in in the defensive backfield but in the offensive backfield because they like to move him around and blitz him too so i look for our safeties to be solid but but you're right i mean behind eric rowe we don't have anything i if we didn't sign fedulum to three-year contract i i would expect that he wasn't even with the team you know what i mean right. so Right. Yeah, well, he's, there
1: for, he's there for special teams. Yeah.
0: There's some concern with depth there for sure. But uh, I think overall, between our cornerbacks and our safeties, I think we have a very good season. And I'm going to strike you guys down if I hear injuries for X or
2: Byron Jones again. <laughs> so
0: Yeah, I didn't like that either. <laughs>
2: it's a reality that we got to be ready for. We speak health
0: is. into existence on the <laughs> Finn Fans podcast, fellas.
1: Yeah. Yes. No injuries allowed, huh? All right, so uh, and, and look at look at the uh, defensive line. How are you feeling about that?
2: I think that's our best group. I mean, you got Raquan Davis, Christian Wilkins. I mean, you know Emmanuel Ogbo is going to be on the line at times. You got Jalen Phillips. It'll be down there. You got Zach Sealer, uh, Adam Butler, John Jenkins. You know, these are guys that we're talking about third third string guys that if they needed to play some downs, I'd be comfortable.
1: Well, yeah, they're going to play some downs. You know, they yeah. rotate. But, uh, uh, you know, you, you, you look at Wilkins and, and you know, you see him ascending mm-hmm. You look at Raquan Davis and he left you wanting a little bit more last year, but he didn't play. He got a bad grade, you know, mm-hmm. with PFF, but his job is to plug holes yeah, and yeah. seemed to me he was plugging holes. So I don't know. Um, Zach Sealer, I, I, I think they, they, uh, struck gold with him. I oh, mean, yeah. Not that he's going to be a Pro Bowler every year, but he's a damn good player.
2: Yeah, he. You know what you're getting. He's solid. He's not going to lose you anything.
1: Right. He works hard. He's a yeah. hard
0: worker. He makes worker. the most out of every snap. Yeah. You know I mean, he takes advantage and he makes he makes big plays and uh, he's perennially in the backfield too. It's it's nice to see Sealer really uh, really you know excelling for for what was expected of him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very happy with him. So, you know, by and large, I think the defense is going to be okay. Uh, my main concern is that teams get comfortable going against that, you know, that amoeba look. And, uh, you know, you can burn it if, you're, if your quarterback has some uh, uh, patience and, and can stand in and take a hit, you know. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah,
0: I'll uh, I'll I, I think the defensive Linus is, is uh, a, a very deep position group. I like Raekwon Davis to, to take a step this year. I, I just think that he never really got completely healthy after that knee injury. I think
1: you're probably right.
0: So I think we see him take another step. I, I was pleasantly surprised with how well he played straight out of the gate. And uh, I think we're going to see closer to that than, than we did after he came back from the injury.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So – uh, you know, our our uh, special teams, you've got uh, Sanders uh, hopefully rebounding from a uh, bad year last year. Yeah, I don't see yeah. any battles at
0: that position. He's locked in.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you've got Morstead, who is pretty much locked in. I mean, they have this other guy, what, uh, Tommy Heatherly? Yep. Uh, and he's he looked good in, in pre-camps, but uh, we'll see. We'll see.
2: I think... The biggest thing for Sanders was the placeholder. Thomas Morristead is a veteran who knows what he's doing. That's going to help Sanders out. I mean, I think those are your two guys.
0: Yeah, I love that
1: point. I love that point. It's interesting. I I don't know if I buy it or not, but really, we need to talk (laughs) to the kicker. Uh, I mean, I I was
2: a kicker in high school, so I do have a little of experience there.
1: Yeah, you understand Um, the relationship, sure.
2: Yeah, and it's... You know, if you have a guy who doesn't get the ball down in a certain angle or doesn't have it, you know, placed in the right spot, it can hurt you big time.
1: I want to say laces out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've never heard that one before. Mm -mm. Um,
0: And for what it's worth, Thomas Morstead is the oldest man on the roster. Yeah. 36 years young.
1: We we didn't mention wide receivers. Yeah.
0: Well, we knew it was coming. Well,
1: I I, I thought I'd save it for last. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think of the wide receiver group outside of our top two starters, obviously?
0: Well, I mean, if we're talking about outside of our top two starters, you've got you've I said it. I said it with our linebacker core. You got some guys who are just just a guys. Right. But uh, who you've got a couple of guys now who come from the same system that McDaniel is implementing. You got a couple of young guys. You got a, a brand new rookie coming in who's got some—he's got some juice, right? And then you got uh, you got a Preston Williams that you just don't know what to expect with. Another guy that you paid a bunch of money to come over here from a from a very successful offense in Dallas. So uh, there are some guys who have a chance to make a splash. You know, Cedric Wilson being one of those guys. But I mean. Our top two guys say well, it all.
1: Wilson's probably your slot receiver, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you're gonna see Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill all over the field, so I don't know if we have a, yeah, they a may, slot they may, receiver. They may
2: move around, sure. Uh, you might see Mike Goseki as a big slot also. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think I think you can pencil Cedric in as our number three receiver, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I would call him a slot because it's gonna be it's gonna be so varied. At least at least that's what I expect to see. Yeah. Now they it may change. It may change up. It may they may actually stick him in the slot more because he's a bigger body to, to block with. But I think our top two receivers say it all. We've got so much talent bottled up in those two guys. And you can already see some of it in training camp, right? Uh the reports are Tyreek and Tua are really kind of connecting. So I'm I'm ungodly excited to see what our offense can do with those two two guys. Yeah. I know I you told me not to, I, you know, minus those two guys, but I didn't listen to you this time.
1: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm used to that. That's not a problem.
2: <laughs> so
1: it, it's hard not to be excited about them.
2: And I know we've all seen that video that came out the other day with two, a drop in one in the bucket Tyreek catching it on the sideline. So yeah,
1: yep. yeah of course. Well, today he underthrew one and it was caught anyway. So yeah. I mean, that's what you want to see.
0: And then there's the the Swiss Army knife that I you know I didn't even think about, and that's Lin Bowden. Um, yep, right. I'm still really curious to see where he fits in because he's he's so multi talented, and, and he's he could really be a weapon for this team if if uh, it all comes together right for him.
1: Well, that's what they gotta see if if he qualifies to be a weapon. You know, yeah. If if he's if he's talented enough, they're going to use him. I mean, it's as simple as that, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, you got to so. go back to his time at in college for Lynn Bowden and kind of take what he did there as the part-time quarterback, running back, wide receiver, jack of all trades guy, right? And you know, I don't want to compare anybody to the the guy in San Francisco, but I think Lynn is going to kind of be our our utility player who. He might be our fourth running back and our fifth wide receiver, and he might do this and that and the other thing. And I think he makes the roster as you know that guy that can do it all.
0: Yeah, and honestly, we've seen him do. Uh, I I seen him play pretty damn well coming down to the end of the the 2019 season, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were supposed to be losing games, but didn't. Yeah. I thought I thought Bowden played pretty damn well, really considering so. I'd like to see him get another shot. It was too bad to see him get hurt last year because I do think that he has the talent to to make a difference.
2: Well, you got to figure for last year too. He got hurt early and it was one of those things where, you know, maybe he could make it back halfway through the season, but they stuck him on IR to keep him. Yeah. You know, they they were stashing him away for us, hoping that this year would be the year.
0: Well, different coaching staff, but yeah. I yeah. think I think aim uh, a mindset that is more apt to find ways to use him yep. than the, than the previous couple of offensive experiments we've had.
2: Yeah. And not on the uh, note of Preston Williams for anybody that's listened to the podcast, you know, previously I've been one of those guys that said, I think he's gone. I recently listened to another podcast. I think it was locked on dolphins with Kyle Krabs who made a very good point that when, Coach McDaniel got hired. The first thing he said was that he watched Dolphins tape against the Niners. And that game against the Niners that we played against them, what receiver went off? Preston Williams. Sure. So I think that is kind of weighing in the back of McDaniel's head is, hey, we have this guy who's a big body. You know, He can move. If we can put him in the right position with our speedy guys on the field, it'll unlock him. Well,
0: if he plays the way that he played then, or like in his rookie season, then then he's a, a matchup nightmare, right? Yeah. If he's if he's back in shape, if he's fully recovered and healthy, if he plays to his potential, he could definitely be a, a matchup nightmare. And and I would love nothing more than to see it happen. So let's just hope that that is the case because he makes our offense better. He will make our offense better.
2: And you got to think about it. You know, you got Jalen Waddell, you got Tyreek Hill, Cedric Wilson, you know, you got whoever's playing tight end. If it's Hunter Long, Mike Koseki, you know, maybe they're both on the field. You got Chase Edmonds or Raheem Mostert. You know, at what point do you, you know, can you cover this guy? Because it's setting up to put somebody in a one on one position.
0: Yeah, well, we, and we've talked about that several times, right? Uh, right. Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waller are going to open the field for each other. They're going to open the field for Gasicki because they can't double cover Gasicki. Well, same thing is for Preston Williams. Yeah. And if he if he steps his game up and he's healthy, then he, uh, yeah, he's going to get some opportunities to prove it. And then the next coach, uh, the coach of the other team, is going to be wondering how the hell did he go off on us, just like McDaniel did when they played San Francisco. Well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
1: defensive coordinators are pretty smart too. You know, if they can't double cover everybody, they can they can roll coverages and they can do different things to make it difficult on the quarterback to figure out where to throw the ball.
2: Yeah. Which is why it all comes back to Tua.
1: Yep. So you know, we'll see what happens there, you know. Uh I'm looking forward to the season. I really am. Uh th- oh I think this this is probably <laughs> the best roster we've had in a long, long time.
2: Well, Don't tell that to ESPN.
0: I tell you what, it's been it's been a struggle for several years for me. Um, because anybody who's listened for a, a length of time knows I live in the Midwest. I'm not surrounded by a bunch of Dolphins fans, but what I am surrounded by is are a bunch of people who give me shit for being a Dolphins fan. So it would be really nice this year if we could actually have an offense that I can shut some of these uh, Kansas City fans up, these Green Bay Packer fans up, these Chicago Bear fans up. So uh, the Bear
1: fans have nothing to talk about. I was
0: going to well, say, yeah, they the Bear still fans talk really that can't. Shit. I, They still talk that shit.
1: <laughs> uh, that's kind of funny. I mean, I, I can see you know the Packer. Okay, you got Aaron Rodgers, so I'll, I'll take a back seat to that. But uh, the Bears, they, they don't scare anybody.
0: No, and they haven't for a long time. But uh, nope. You know, uh, similar to me, I guess. I I still talk some shit every now and then. So,
1: oh, well. we all—that's <laughs> part of being a fan. <laughs> all right, guys. uh Short show today.
0: Yeah, not. To, hey, yeah. we didn't talk about Skyler Thompson. Is he gonna? Is he gonna make the team? Is he gonna beat out Teddy Bridgewater? What kind of camp battle we got going with Skyler?
1: I don't think we have a very good camp battle. I don't think he beats <laughs> out Bridgewater.
2: I mean, he's now he's the practice squad quarterback that you put a beat down on head into each week.
1: Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, he needs reps, right? So not just know.
2: that, but you know, if, if something happens at two, do you want Skylar Thompson as the guy coming in?
1: No, obviously Bridgewater is going to be the yeah, guy. Yeah, I think right. that so,
0: question I mean, answers itself. Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: So, but that doesn't mean that Thompson doesn't have a future that, that all remains to be seen. Right. So. All right, guys. I uh, appreciate you joining me this evening and uh, we'll be back next week. Fins up everybody. Absolutely. Fins up. Fins up. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the fin fans podcast is proud to be part of dolphins, talk.com podcast network and The Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right. Until next time, be well and take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.